welcome to Screen Actors Guild, where we explore Oscar-winning actors and the embarrassing films they'd rather forget. I am your host, Michelle, the super trustworthy neighbor with the cold dead eyes. And I'm Henry, the Dickensian caroler in a murder thriller. <laughs> welcome to Kevin Klein Week. Welcome to Kevin Klein Week. Uh, the man called Wanda, everybody's favorite Kevin. Yes. Uh, the best, I would say, the best Kevin in Hollywood. One of one of the better Kevins. In yeah, Hollywood. I would say, yeah, at top top five percent of Kevins in Hollywood. Yeah, I I I can think of many worse Kevins. Yeah, including one in this. Yeah, movie. there's a we got it ourselves uh, a double Kevin situation, which we will get into yeah. later. Uh, so yeah, Kevin Klein won the best supporting acting Oscar for A Fish Called Wanda. Yeah. Uh, which I maybe saw a long time ago and know nothing about. It's like sort of a Monty Python It's a good vehicle. one. It's a good old, like, what, yeah. early, early 90s, late 80s? Late 80s. 80s. 80s, 80s. Like, 87, I feel like. Eh? I don't remember. I mean, this is this is solvable. Yeah. The internet. Fish called. 88. There we go. Yeah. That's yep. a classic. It's fun. It's, you know, it's a very 80s comedy. Kevin Klein's pretty funny in it. Yeah. He's a good actor. Uh, he... He happened, I guess, uh, he's one of the only Oscar-winning actors to, like, never be nominated or won anything else, which is sort of why. And what a crazy only movie to have won and been nominated for. Right. Like, right. every once in a while. It's like not an oscar movie. Yeah, once in a while they give it to a comedy, and that's always kind of an odd choice. And once in a while it deserves some accolades, because, you know, really smart writing or something. But you don't usually see, like, the, like an actor win. For like these comedies, yeah. it's usually like all yeah. the other shit that, all the other trappings. He right, it's like best original screenplay. Sure, like usually, usually, yeah. Uh, he's also, I guess, I'm just. There's not a ton of interesting Kevin Klein trivia, so I'm mining this. <laughs> uh, I guess he's also only ever been in one Oscar-nominated movie, which is The Big Chill, <laughs> and it's. It's hard to think that The Big Chill was an Oscar-nominated movie because it's such a steaming pile of boomer garbage. Was it just nom? I mean, nominated for Oscars other than Best Original sa- or Best Soundtrack? Because that's the only thing I know it's about The Big picture. Chill. Best Picture. Huh. It uh, was a different time, eh? Yeah. Just, just really, just really offering up those Oscars to. Nothing good going. Yeah, he's only, at least as of 2018, only ever been nominated uh, in one Oscar-nominated Best Picture. It really it's so surprises bizarre. me. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good actor. I find him to be very charming. Very charming. So here's the... Here's, there is, like, no good Kevin Klein trivia. There is one... Th- there's nothing funny. There is one thing that I find interesting. Yeah. So Kevin Klein turned down the part of Batman in Batman. Which is fun to think about. Wow. Wait, like because it makes the Michael Keaton abs- Batman? The Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton was cast after Kevin Klein turned it down. Holy shit. Imagine that. A dry, I'm, dry I'm, as fuck I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Batman. I, I, I would like, Joker, I would like to beat you up, but first I have to stop at the wine bar. Yeah. Like. Get myself a Pinot Grigio. So many snide Batman one-liners. Not a lot of. It's not a growly man. Not a growly man. Not a lot of punches and kicks. Um, no, I mean, can you no, can you imagine maybe like a, a, punch? a glove slap? Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, like a pistols at dawn or like a backhand, but like a stiff like you not in front of my mother kind of backhand. Michelle, he punches in this. Movie. That's true. He does. It's punch. more. He's more slappy, but he does punch. I guess there's like multiple boxing scenes. Yeah, 
But, I guess what I'm trying to imagine is like I'm forgetting off the top of my head how much like stunt work Keaton had to do for this movie, but it's it's a non-zero amount. Like I gr- grappling. I think early. I think uh, the Tim Burton Batman's were much more like just walking across the screen. They hadn't like gotten into the super acrobatic Batman shit. Like my sense is that Michael Keaton barely leaves his chair in Batman. Mm. That can't be uh, right, though, because he's the Batman. I feel like he's got to f- right. fly around and do some Batman stuff. He is the knight. You know, yeah, like maybe. Like, at least uh, a little. It's... And even that tiny amount is very funny to imagine Kevin Klein participating in. I think that in that Batman, literally the closest thing to what you're talking about is he has his, like, grappling hook gun, and he shoots it up, and it hooks to the ceiling, and then he just, like, goes up behind it. <laughs> it is, he is not active in the Batman movies. Uh, it's... It's sort of it's amazing to me that people like those as much as they do. The yeah, the new one's great. Yeah. Uh, but this movie, though. Okay, this movie, this movie, A Tale of Two Kevin's, is the most inappropriately titled. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I would say, yeah. if we're just Ooh. gonna, if we're just gonna get down to, let's start at the top, work our way down. Well, the movie's called. <clears throat> Consenting this adults. movie is called Consenting Adults. I'm going to give you a spoiler. It's at the jump, it, it does not contain a lot of scenes that with that theme. No. In fact, like we should do... I don't, we don't have a lot of listeners, but there's a content warning here. This movie centers around two married men yeah. who live next to each other plotting to revenge of the nerds rape each other's wives. Yeah. Like the, what... What is proposed is doing the doing a switcheroo, unbeknownst to the wives, right. under the cloak of darkness. So yes, a, sl- a sleepy time wife swap. Yes, not a great uh, start. No, also not what the trailer led me to believe this movie would be about. <laughs> me either. Uh, so it is. This movie is garbage. It's absolutely oh, it's insane. So bad. It's uh, packed to the gills, though, guys. Packed to the gills as. <laughs> This never happened to me before. So I was I usually rent these on Amazon, uh, and I was I was renting this on Amazon. This time has not happened before. Amazon went out of its way to ask me if I'd rented it by accident. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a little pop up. There's like, did you did you mean to do this? Because we'll refund this. That's so funny. Because when I also went to watch this on Amazon, and I went to like, I've got it. You got to type in your little like five digit pin. And I went to do it, and it redirected me to a page asking if I needed to enter more further information. <laughs> like, it needed yeah. a password, it needed a five-digit pin, as well as confirm my credit card. This movie is... Is, is there identity flat. theft attached to this movie? <laughs> <laughs> That's never happened to me on Amazon. That's so funny. It happened to us both. Yeah, man. Whew. Um. So... Sometimes we do this, sometimes we don't. But I kind of think we need to just like just go, go through the plot, th- go through this movie, because the go plot through this is movie, all of it. Like, I mean, there's a lot of other shit, but I would say that this movie is a uh, thinner on the old like trivia behind the scenes aspect and just real, real beefy boy when it comes to what it's got it, a big juicy plot. Yeah, what it delivers is what you came to see. <sighs> um, so we open so, on. First, yeah. Kevin. Mm-hmm. Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. He is a uh, composer, a jingle writer and composer doing like a session in the studio. <laughs> right. Well, it opens on a skier. It opens on a <laughs> skier with like 
I can't tell if the skier has a mohawk or if his hair is just like jumping up into a mohawk. You know that guy, um, you know Polly D from Jersey Shore, how his hair just mm-hmm. goes straight up, calls it a mm-hmm. blowout. It's like if that yeah. was a foot long. <laughs> <laughs> It's bleach blonde, yeah. but it's just like big, strong hair that goes back and out. It's it's like Freakazoid. Have you ever watched the John Leguizamo vehicle Freakazoid? <laughs> I'm familiar. Uh, or like, what was the, the other thing that was like done by Dr. Katz, professional therapist? Uh, ah, I'm going to, ah, it's gone. It's got a real Saturday morning cartoons kind of look it's to it. It's got a real Saturday morning cartoons vibe. Yeah. No question. Yeah, so they're doing. Oh, from home movies. Brandon from home movies. It's exactly the hair from Brandon from home movies. It's like that. Yeah, literally just like back. Just back. It's just back. Strong, back, and tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Kevin Klein's directing, like he's conducting a very small orchestra inside a very small room. Yeah. And the, like his boss dr- interrupts him. And the movie begins with them arguing over whether the TV jingle he's directing for skis is punchy enough. And we very early in the movie, the movie get the line, please, a more neon sound. Remember to be free, to soar like an eagle, to slip the surly bonds of earth. Also, why did it open on this scene? We, why? We, okay, needless, so we needless for the first movie. of all, it's like it, it's minorly essential to the plot that you know what Kevin Klein does for a living, like kind of, sort of. I mean, it is. It's like you got to know what he does. Just like you got to know what anyone does when they're the lead person in a movie. But you right. never like they, ever... But he could be a lawyer. He could be anything. He could be... It's immaterial to the Whatever. Point. But it doesn't matter because you're never back in his workplace again. It's literally just this scene dragged out for a couple of minutes where he has like a power struggle with the director. And then it's just new, new movie. Separate movie. It's like important to know, I guess, that his wife, played by Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio... <laughs> uh, works with him but it's not clear what she does as far as i can tell she just does work with him. yeah can't tell doesn't really even no. matter it doesn't really nope. matter at all but no. that's how they no. choose this... to start the movie is uh-huh. a tiny power struggle where things need to be more neon and all right so slap forward to there's a birthday party at their house yeah. uh for their daughter and the their daughter using a crank Pulls a giant sheet off a grand piano to reveal her gift. That is a grand piano, and she looks very surprised. My girl, what did you think it was? <laughs> what could have been? <laughs> <laughs> there aren't that many things that are shaped like that. I recognize that you're a child, but come I on, mean, what do else? a little critical thinking. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh. God, I could just keep going. You could, I, then like. We look at they they all uh, Kevin Klein and Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio uh, walk out of their house with their daughter, and Kevin Spacey <laughs> rides a motorcycle out of a moving van, three feet to his garage. To the garage, and then you see him a few seconds later, and he's okay. First of all, we are doing dealing with a blonde Kevin Spacey, which I was unfamiliar I with, and I never, so weird. I never could have like. 
you see a lot of actors transform on screen and you're prepared for that and nothing prepared me for this for some reason just wasn't aware mm-hmm. that it was an option yeah and so that he's wearing like <laughs> i don't know like polka dotted like short little shorts and, <laughs> and he's got his blonde hair oh and are you talking about when he's jogging in a long sleeve polo shirt oh my god so then we jump okay Wait, the jogging scene is next. So they see him do yes. his his power dismount from the moving van in his motorcycle. Just Was he in the moving van the whole time? Was he waiting? Was he waiting for the child's birthday party to end? <laughs> so rad. And so then next scene, we've got Kevin Klein on one of his runs, and then Kevin Spacey runs up next to him, and then he asks him a bunch of questions, and they're the most batshit fucking questions anyone's ever <laughs> asked another man in a row. Mind if I run with you? Where's your beautiful daughter today? She's away. Whereabouts? I'm jogging. Whereabouts? <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, it's so early in the movie for this kind of shit. <laughs> No, Kevin Spacey moves so hot so fast. I also want to want to reemphasize that Kevin Klein is jogging in a t-shirt and shorts. Yep. Kevin Spacey is jogging in a long sleeve work polo shirt <laughs> with a t-shirt underneath. Yeah, it's never not like, business time. <laughs> he's ready to go into work. Um, oh, so. he invites he invites Kevin Klein and his wife over for drinks and. They don't initially want to go because they don't like to make friends with their neighbors. His wife is like, meh. She doesn't like to make friends with the neighbors. Okay, yes. yeah. So she makes that distinction. She doesn't She doesn't want to drink. She doesn't want to make friends with the neighbors. Cut to, they make such immediate best friends with these neighbors that they are exchanging financial advice. Mm-hmm. Um they're making music together. They're singing. Singing to each other with very sexual eye contact. Yeah. Yeah. They've paired off opposite gender pairs so that they're in separate rooms. And one is giving the other one, like, Kevin Spacey's giving financial advice. And Kevin Klein's playing the piano while the Kevin Spacey's wife sings a very low, slow jazz song. And they make uninterrupted eye contact. And then it's just a montage of, like, they're biking buddies. They're running buddies. They have weekend plans. You've, you've skipped a very important detail, which is when they have dinner, they have dinner at Kevin Spacey uh, and Rebecca Miller's mm-hmm. house, and they are flanked by no fewer than 20 candles. I pause and watch. <laughs> <laughs> These people have literal candle chandeliers. Like, this movie's made in, what, 92 or something? They, they have literal candle chandeliers. Okay, so, Kevin Spacey... These houses are right next to each other in the burbs, and Kevin mm-hmm. Klein's house is a house. And Kevin Spacey's house is a Dracula's house. <laughs> it's a haunted mansion. It looks yes. like a Dracula lives there. It looks like Count Dracula <laughs> inhabits every room and can't have any, like, yeah, any normal source of light. His blood red walls. His blood red walls. Oh, oh, speaking of blood, there's, an, while they're having dinner in the candle room, one of the many candle <laughs> rooms, Kevin Spacey says the following thing. Oh, yeah. Money is like blood it's no big deal but if you want to live you have to have a lot of it pumping through your system money is like blood it's no big deal but if you want to live you have to have a lot of it pumping through your system somebody wrote this movie it's just it's just that first part though not a money's like blood not not a big deal it's not a big deal 
But, yeah, it gives you a sense. Um, I mean, like, I can't decide what state the person was in who wrote this. But I have to, I have to imagine that it was just... Wine drunk is the I mean, the wine, wine, wine drunk, drunk but, but energetic, though. It's, got, it's an 80s mm-hmm. movie. It's got that up all night doing blow punch to it. Because really, uh-huh. like we were saying earlier, that foot is firmly on the gas. And it remains there. <laughs> Someone tied a brick to the gas pedal and then just sent this movie flying. They... Oh, also the bike like, scene. The, the bike scene, please. <laughs> so, like I mentioned, they're they're running buddies, they're bike buddies, they're workout buddies. They're going mm-hmm. on weekend vacations together to one of the Carolinas. Um, they go to like a lake house, and then and then Kevin Spacey and Kevin Klein are just riding bikes in I think the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> down the hill from their house. As down the hill from their house. And this is before they leave for weekend plans. Kevin Spacey is trying to convince Kevin Klein that he should come on a fun adventure with him. He's going to fly him on his own personal plane, and they're going to go on a fun vacation. Don't even think about it. Just do it. And then he proceeds to ride his bike in front of a lumber truck on purpose, just goes for it, and this is being free. killed by a few inches. Hands in the and air. And Kevin Klein goes on a trip with him. The I don't and understand. Then the, the next of time thing in this that they, movie. yeah, and then the very next thing you see is Kevin Spacey captaining a boat that they're all on. So yeah, it's like Kevin Klein's judgment in this movie is so suspect from beginning to end. Like it's very clear that this is a crazy person that you shouldn't spend time with. He's been given so many clues to work with. It's really just not it's, a mystery. It's just like an Arlington cemetery of red flags. Yeah, like. He, uh, this is like it also happened so fast. Like, do they not have any other friends? Because they do absolutely everything together. They go to the gym together. Yeah. I don't go to the gym with anybody. No, fifteen minutes into this movie, they're at the gym. They're training with each other, getting career advice from each other. <clears throat> Kevin Spacey says, "Is there anything we can't talk about? Come on!" Like asking him about personal financial information. It has been. In the world of this movie, I have to imagine two weeks, max. Yeah, it feels like weeks. It does not feel like months. No. It definitely does not feel like years. And then immediately uh, is trying to casually gift Kevin Klein twenty-five grand. Oh, well, there's this earlier thing when they're talking about the money. Like Kevin Klein's or Kevin Spacey's been like coaxing Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio uh, to give money or to like invest money. And Kevin Klein says about like a $5,000 month they're talking about. That $5,000 was a gift from an uncle to go toward a sailboat. We can't touch that. Uh, what? <laughs> like in the, in the context of this movie, Kevin Klein is $25,000 in debt. Yeah. But they have a $5,000 gift to go to a sailboat? Gotta go to that sailboat or he can't have it. I, I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand. There's so much stuff that just immediately contradicts the other stuff, but it's just like, um, it's just like, just don't keep moving forward. It's like a shark drowns if it doesn't keep swimming. You just don't uh-huh. think about it. Just what you got to do <laughs> is you got to not back. think about it. <laughs> so yeah, Kevin Spacey says, I'm going to give you this $25,000. Don't you worry about it. Yeah. The immediate next scene. Oh my God. Kevin Klein and his wife are driving out of a garage 
relatively slowly, and then just suddenly hits Kevin Spacey with his car <laughs> and cracks the windshield. There's blood. You see blood across that windshield. A man hits the ground and immediately is in the hospital. Um, so then time is kind of a mystery. They don't really like, I guess it's been like several weeks. And we... Has it? That's what Kevin Klein's Kevin Spacey says because they okay. they like cut to. <laughs> I mean, it's a throwaway line, and it's totally possible that everyone in the, in the movie is just coming up with it as they go. But like, mm-hmm. so Kevin Klein and his wife are over at Kevin Spacey's house. Kevin Spacey is laying down in a neck brace because he got hit by a vehicle, and then mm-hmm. he calls Kevin Klein's wife over to him and says, like, hey, will you, Priscilla, will you please help me up? I haven't moved in hours, and my back hurts. And so she starts to help him up, and he cries out in pain, and then he <laughs> says, I can't move, I can't move. Everyone rushes over to him, and then he says, or can I? Rips off the neck brace and jumps to his feet, and then and then like, just a reaction shot of Kevin Klein looking delighted, just so happy to see him up. <laughs> it's these people and their reactions to these things that are yeah. happening. Uh, yeah. And Kevin Spacey reveals that he's committed insurance fraud to give them twenty five thousand dollars. Uh, yeah, he's got hidden in his neck brace a $30,000 check that the insurance company cut him brace. personally, apparently, just gave him. And then, <laughs> which is, I don't, it's not how that works. And then he says, do you mind if I keep five grand? And it's just such a, I just, I guess, I guess, I guess that's how you get $25,000. I feel like this movie sort of is attempting to, not succeeding, but attempting to, like, sort of plot gaslight the audience to being like, yeah, sure, I guess that's normal. I guess that could happen. (laughs) And because by the end, I mean, we are, like, no longer on planet Earth. But here you're like, okay, well, that, I mean, insurance fraud happens. I guess he could be hit by a car and crack a windshield and have no physical injuries. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, and his reaction, too, is like, Oh, I'm sorry. Did I commit fraud? Are you sad that I committed <laughs> fraud? Take the money. <laughs> I cannot stress enough. We are not even a full half an hour into this movie. This third act no. fucking comes in hot and heavy. <laughs> this first act, Amy. This first act is just like a like a hurricane. Yeah. So so then there is. I mean, after basically they accept the money. Uh, and then they're just zooming around on a speedboat. Uh, and I guess they're on a vacation because uh, Kevin Klein... It took me a... I had to reverse a couple times to figure out what the fuck was going on. But Kevin Klein walks into a sunroom at night to find Rebecca Miller, uh, Kevin Spacey's wife, drinking brandy on a chaise longue. And uh, they, like, talk for a minute, then ask each other if they've been faithful in their marriages. Yep. And then both say yes... And then the scene's over. Mm-hmm. And then they're, then like, cut forward, who knows how long in time. And Kevin Klein is watching Rebecca Miller sing. She's like a singer. Mm-hmm. She wanted to be a singer, and now she's singing at this club. This d- deep, throaty voice. And uh, Kevin Spacey leans over to Kevin Klein and proposes raping each other's wives while they're half asleep. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's like, you want to fuck my wife? Well, it's okay, because I actually got pretty used to the idea of guys wanting to fuck my wife. And then he's like looking over at Kevin Klein's wife. And then he just, yeah, very casually says that if they just did it in the middle of the night, would their wives even know the difference? Um, It's it's bad. Like, so like the that, movie is called Consenting Adults. That hit me like a ton of bricks. I just... I just really thought it was going to be a mutually decided wife swap based on the title and how kind of like. Yeah. Or or just one person being like one one, person being a one affair. Yes. Yeah. Like any of that. Not. Yeah. Dear God. Not this. I thought either adultery or some kind of swinger situation. Absolutely. Nowhere in my mind did I think there was going to be uh, like a like a full sexual assault just and aggressively pitched too because you have yes. to watch Kevin Spacey pitch this in three locations. One, at the <laughs> bar. Two, working out. Three, on the road as they're riding bikes. And finally, it's just like, hey man, could you maybe just stop trying to talk about nailing my wife in the middle of the night while she's asleep? Well, it's... you're just mad because I live my life and you sit around and blah, blah, he... It's just... It's... That he's he's so all out psychopathic already, mm-hmm. but then we've got Kevin Klein reacting like he's in like a a stupor the entire time, just like oh, I just really don't think this is a good idea. You're pretty crazy. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like that. Ah, uh, we're just different. Yeah, you, know? you and I are just different. Yeah, it's like. Like, what do you think the cutoff for making a movie like this is? Like, in terms of what year in history would it be a hard no? Because it's, it feels like probably not long after this movie came out. Not not super long after this, no. I mean, I think, like, you could probably clear out most of the 90s. Right, yeah. Yeah, but then, yeah, into the early 2000s, it's no viable. The, yeah, I think what we're supposed to think as viewers is, like, well, he's trying to maintain the friendship. He doesn't want to do it, but he's trying to be polite. Now, that is not the appropriate response to this fucking psychopath who keeps asking to rape your wife. Yep. Uh, but I get that's what the movie wants us to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's then, like, carrying this a lot. And he's, we get this next scene <laughs> when he's... He's trying. <laughs> he's sitting in his music studio, yeah, in his home, and uh, keeps playing chords while squawking out "fun, fun, fun in the sun, fun, fun, fun in the sun." Yeah, there's like and a like, suntan lotion commercial playing on a loop. Right. This woman lathers herself with tanning oil, and honestly, guys, it doesn't sound better than that. Like, no, it's baffling it sounds... that they didn't come up with a real jingle. Like, those can't be that expensive when you've got a Hollywood movie budget. Just someone who knows three notes. Put them in an order that he's, makes sense. He's also singing very poorly. And, like, Kevin Klein has been on Broadway. He won two Tonys. Uh, he won two Tonys. <laughs> uh, so he's, he's singing fun, fun, fun in the sun over and over yes. again. And then he, like, can't handle it anymore. He hits the TV. Yeah. During the commercial, he breaks it, and his wife screams. And then he hides his head in his hands. But the background music, is like, keeps going. So we have this like really funny, incredibly supposed to be serious scene that's just got this like background music. 
I loved that. Fucking unbelievable. I loved that. And like this whole time, he's iced out Kevin Spacey now because that's like they've got a rift. But Kevin Klein's wife doesn't understand what happened. And so we go through a couple of scenes where she's trying to figure it out and ask him and he won't tell her. And so instead they... Why won't he tell her? I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know why he won't at least tell her they got in a fight. But like... I mean, tell her, warn her, in fact. Warn yeah. your wife about what is There's... going on next door. <laughs> and so then it's finally, we're at Christmas now. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Spacey and his wife are in the front yard. They put up an enormous tree. And then in the next scene, they have a shitload of lights on this tree and like 30 people dressed as Dickensian carolers singing Christmas carols outside of Kevin Spacey's house while Kevin Klein and his wife sit indoors and sadly wrap presents alone. And, and like, uh, Kevin, she keeps asking Kevin Klein what happened, and Kevin Klein won't say. And he, and then they start having this, like, incredibly fraught argument where he then, like, says they shouldn't have taken the insurance money, and... Uh, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio says, uh, like, how about you show some gratitude? Eddie risked his life yeah. for us. And, like, that's a psycho thing that he did. It's just uh, nice guy stuff. You know when you throw your body unprompted in front of someone's moving vehicle, but you... To commit insurance fraud on your behalf yeah. without asking uh-huh. you? Uh, and there... It is, again, this intended to be incredibly intense moment while the 12 Days of Christmas... <laughs> so loud, too. ...is being sung so loud in the background. The musical choices just <laughs> do this juxtaposed. Twice. Yeah, so, like, quickly in a row, too. I wonder if it's, like, the scene... I mean, like, did they just have no faith in the two actors to make the scene fun and dynamic without absolute fucking mayhem happening in the background? <laughs> it's... Also, also, Kevin Spacey has knows enough people that he can call 30 human beings to stand in his front yard and like, maybe he's paying them, maybe he's not, but... I think he's paying but them. It... I think it's all part of the con. He's also dressed as like a tuxedo Santa Claus, yeah. which is sort of he's wild. He's dressed, yeah, like Michael Scott, classy Christmas Santa. He's got... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so then her little, like, speech about him risking his life, just that's all it takes, and then Kevin Klein and her silently exit their home, and then they enter the circle of carolers, and Kevin Spacey wraps Kevin Klein up in an embrace, and that is take off to Montage Town, because now they're doing picnics in the park. They are playing... Four-person baseball. <laughs> baseball, I wanted to talk about this. Not only is... <laughs> Look, there are so many games that require four people, and there's so many other games. <laughs> also, the, the way they do this... <laughs> it's like... And they... What, they they contrive the scene so that two people will have to like tackle and like collide. Right. Almost every the, other well, type of sport that could conceivably that. have four people also could allow for tackling, but they picked baseball. Well, and also Kevin Klein's wife pitches to her while Kevin Spacey's the catcher, so that implies they're on a team. But then <laughs> Kevin Spacey, Kevin Klein's wife, and Kevin Klein. Have like Rebecca Miller in a pickle, yeah, and then Kevin Klein tackles Rebecca Miller as though that's a thing that happens in baseball. It's like this movie was made by an alien. (laughs) So nuts! It's bonkers scene. 
it really could have been like I mean, I can kind of understand later why they needed to use baseball bat in like somewhere in a scene, but there's yeah. so many other things that they could have used other than baseball bat, and it's just, it's a treat. It's a real treat to it's... watch four adults with no one else in their lives meet and over the course of several days become inseparable to the point where they're basically laying on each other in the park, feeding each other grapes and playing four-person mm-hmm. baseball. Like... Four-person baseball is oh. just... I, I've never seen anything like <laughs> it in a movie. It's such a crazy... It's a crazy thing in any movie. It's... In a movie that already has so much batshit stuff going on, it's just a lot to handle. And then, to continue to crank it up a notch, oh. then we get that the Kevins are executing the plan. Yep. Uh, horrible, horrible plan the is horrible, going down. And horrible, vile plan. The two Kevins silently meet in the dark of night in their driveways and then wordlessly walk into each other's houses, we assume. And they're both, like, dressed in old man tracksuits. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> every decision is bananas. Yeah. <laughs> and so Kevin Klein goes into the Spacey Miller house and it's lit all red. It's lit like a Dracula house because it's right fucking red and as he walks up the stairs his shadow is no fewer than 20 feet tall. It's a fucking Nosferatu situation, my friends. If you were wondering if what they're doing is bad or not, the house is all red. He enters a bedroom that I can only describe as the inside of a fancy coffin. (laughs) It's so fucking billowy and silky and there's so many silky things hanging from the ceiling it's like it's like being embalmed in curtains but why doesn't Rebecca Miller use any of them her or who we're supposed to believe is her is just lying butt ass naked on top of the bed in December in December (laughs) Kevin I also there's this shot where Kevin Klein takes off his shirt and we get this like dark close-up of a man's chest hair, just like, it's just like covered in chest yeah. hair. And fine, sure. that's his body, but we're so close to it's it. It's gross. It's, uh, okay, yeah, so he has sex with this woman from behind, mm-hmm. doesn't mm-hmm. see her face, she doesn't see his face. It's very much not a consensual situation because there's no way she could know it was Kevin Klein. And that's that scene, right? Like, no, yep. nothing else that needs to... And then he leaves, and he... and then, mm-hmm. <laughs> So he leaves, and as he leaves the room, Kevin Spacey is going up the stairs as he is going down the Dracula stairs, and Kevin Spacey, like, gives him a really scary smile, and then mm-hmm. he goes back to his house, and Kevin Spacey just goes upstairs and starts singing... What is he singing? It's not singing in the rain, but it's something like that. Yeah. It's like... Like an old jazz ditty? Yeah. It's like something Sinatra-y, I think. Like a... I bet there's a way to find this. Oh, man. it's And then he just stands out on, like, kind of the... What do you call The balcony for the inside of the house. Like the loft... Veranda? Yes, sure. The veranda for the open living room space. And he just kind of dances around for a while. Cheek to cheek. It's heaven, I'm in heaven. That's what it is. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then, like, that act of the movie is over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now we're about to enter begins. a new type of movie. 
a whole different movie where Rebecca Miller's character has been brutally murdered yeah. with a baseball bat and Kevin Klein is arrested for the murder and then things start to happen even faster than act one of the movie. Yeah, so like first Kevin Klein's going on his little run. He likes to go on these little runs. He happens to see, he's running off his feelings because he feels weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he sees a cop car pull up in front of Kevin Spacey's house. And before, without even a fucking pause, he just runs full throttle into the house, enters the scene of the crime and sees like the bloodiest murder in the world. So, Yeah. <clears throat> While Kevin Spacey like claws at him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, really chewing the scenery. And then, bam, he's in jail. Yep. Bam, nobody believes the story. Bam, his wife asks him for a divorce. Bam, he's out on bail. Like, ten minutes have passed, and it is impossible to know how much time has passed. No clue. Like, is it a week? Is it five days? Is it a month? It's really hard to mm-hmm. know. Now, like, what state are they in? How long do divorces take in that state? I don't know. I don't know right. these things. They are in Georgia. We figured that out at the end. They're in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, they are in Atlanta. Okay. But I don't know what how divorces work in Atlanta no in 1992. No might idea. not even be possible. Uh, uh, and, and then he goes back, and suddenly Forrest Whitaker is in this oh movie. Oh, my God. Little baby. Ni- little 19- baby Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. What year did this movie come out? 1992. 1992. Little ba- baby, tiny baby Forrest Whitaker. He's so small. He's so He's small. So, so young. Little. Still looks old as hell. He's- but... <laughs> but he's, very young he's got for Forrest Whitaker face. Hell. There's no getting past that. But he's yiddle. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's much narrower Whitaker. Smaller man. Uh, and so he's in, uh, he's investigating Kevin Spacey's one and a half million dollar insurance fraud. And both of these men uh, just the house is up for sale. Kevin Spacey's not in it, and both of these men are just in the house. Like Kevin Klein thought <laughs> it would be an appropriate choice. The same to day as he to the gets scene off of the crime bail, that he's yeah, of. just to go ahead and like tromp around in those friendly waters, and then Forrest Whitaker's just in the house. Yes, unclear why. Uh, and yeah, he's just checking it out for the insurance company, yeah. uh, and he tells Kevin Klein also that uh, Kevin Klein's now ex-wife is with Kevin Spacey now. It's unclear how much time has passed. Again, but like yeah. speedy trial. Not more than a month or two. Also, Forrest Whitaker is immediately on Kevin Klein's team, despite the fact that he just got out on a very expensive bail and is, in the eyes of the public, absolutely the person that killed this lady. But, like... Because his alibi sounds... His alibi sounds like bullshit. And also, like... Yeah, because... Also disgusting on its own. Yeah, and and Kevin Spacey did not have sex with... Kevin Klein's wife like they didn't do a swap right. it was just a one-way swap an evil one-way right. situation so yeah basically Forrest Whitaker just decides to give Kevin Klein all the information he can possibly give him <laughs> and he's like oh <clears throat> yeah I guess they took out a one and a half million life insurance plan on each other because they love each other so much it's not illegal <laughs> world's crazy i guess the world's just kind of crazy <laughs> he's just the most dewy-eyed insurance claims investigator like i guess it's just a world full of love isn't that right <laughs> <laughs> kevin klein just sits down on the stairs and starts lamenting about how of course this was the plan and he's committed insurance fraud and 
he was planning this all along and that was the whole reason and while he's doing this the camera tries to escape this scene by backing (laughs) up slowly until it's inexplicably like on the other side of the house it's so far away and these two men are having like a close range like intimate conversation at talking volume and the camera is like in the kitchen way over there and this movie and then Kevin Klein is listening to the radio and he hears a song on the radio that makes him drive immediately across town mm-hmm. because he hears a woman singing the same song that Rebecca Miller sang yeah. in a way that sounds similar yeah. to Rebecca sounds Miller. a little bit like her. He drives, speeds across town, uh, barges into the bar. It's like, where's Rebecca Miller? <laughs> and they're like, we don't know what you're talking about uh there was a singing contest last week yeah this woman wasn't there she like sang and won and then went away and then he's just playing music in that same blues bar in the next scene yeah so like the rest of the movie in the eyes of kevin klein hang on this one moment where he hears it's a woman wild. with a husky, sultry voice singing on the radio, and he becomes very attached to the idea that that's got to be this woman who is supposedly murdered. Mm-hmm. And and also, the radio said that this this happened very recently, so that gets him that gets the gears turning. And then these three random people at the bar are like, "Oh yeah, that contest happened last week, and uh, this woman won, but she never claimed her prize." And he's like, How, "What did she look like?" And they're like, "Oh, she was beautiful." And that is a wrap. That's, That's it. it. That's all That's the information it. he needed is a woman that sounds like this dead lady was really pretty, and she's not here anymore. Said someone to having a drink at three in the afternoon. And also, I love that then we get this scene, which is the only scene remotely resembling sanity in the entire movie, where Kevin Klein plays this recording from the radio for the lawyer, and he's looking at him expectantly. The lawyer's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) You think we're going to play some clip of some woman singing without any way to compare it to the woman that you murdered as a way of getting you out of murder <laughs> charges. Kevin Klein's like, yes. He's like, yeah, no. He's like, you want me to believe. And then he he goes a step further, which is a step that I don't think anyone else had. I didn't. I had not reached this step yet. You want me to believe that Kevin Spacey's character's name is what Eddie? That Eddie hired yeah. a person for you to have sex with. And then for him to later beat to death? And it's like, wait, 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 wait. You have to let me catch up. You're running too fast. You didn't just decide of your own accord that this voice you heard on the radio was definitely this dead lady. You also came up with this entire crazy-ass backstory that that was... That woman is alive. She is elsewhere. The woman you had sex with. Entering singing competitions. (laughs) Entering singing contests. And you had uh, non-consensual intercourse with a different person. And that person is dead. And it's like the movie has this glimmer of like being self-aware. And then it's just back into the fugue state that it exists in. (laughs) fucking 
Oh, and then Kevin Klein makes a cool decision right after this. Uh, he just goes full throttle crazy, and he decides that the best way to probably deal with the fact that uh, his wife has been like taken in by Kevin Spacey and won't speak to him and has divorced him and he has no visitation rights to his daughter is he's going to stalk her for a little while mm-hmm. and then follow her down a forested road where no other cars are. Uh, and by follow, I mean, oh, sorry, I meant he's in the back seat of her car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, there's a couple, there's a couple of important things <laughs> to say about this. Oh, no, you're right. There, there's a couple of different things that happen in different succession. Uh-huh. But uh, he is told before he goes to stalk his wife that immediately after the murder, Kevin Spacey, Kevin Spacey's doctor, and Kevin Klein's ex-wife all go into business together <laughs> at an addiction treatment facility. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And like, my God, the passage of time in this movie is so hard to process. I just don't know. Is it days? Is it years? Does the movie (laughs) know the answer to these questions? So Kevin Klein is out on bail. Maybe it's been a couple of months. It can't possibly have been longer than that. No, definitely not longer than that. Uh, He he also has like just several days growth of facial hair. So like either he's shaving in jail and letting it grow out or this is like a week. Yeah. And he's told he has three weeks until trial. By this point, <laughs> Spacey and his ex-wife have started and are running a thriving business together. Yes. They have moved into a giant new house together where Kevin Klein's daughter also lives. Yeah. They're saying I love you to each other. Like the passage of time in this movie makes no fucking sense. And the contest that Rebecca Miller was in was just a week ago. And apparently not more than a week after the murders. Like the... Literally, it doesn't Time work. is an accordion in this movie. Scene to scene and just moment to moment. Um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so his master plan is basically just while she's sailing down the road at like 50 miles an hour, he just jumps out from behind her and <laughs> she appropriately careens under the side of the road and runs away screaming. Uh, and then he says can it, he he says listen to this tape listen to this tape have him listen to this tape have eddie listen to this tape can i see my daughter <laughs> the answer is maybe <laughs> right yeah the answer is maybe actually yes yep so definitely yes here's here's a quick question when before he gets into her car mm-hmm. is he stalking her is it at like a grocery store or is that a little bit later it, it was grocery store first okay the grocery store parking yes lot. great so there's a moment in the grocery store parking lot that was important that we talk about <laughs> because he has followed her to a grocery store. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of movies, there's a lot of like extra background chatter. It's sort of hard to make out what they say. In this movie, there's an extra that says, as clear as day, and it's fucking closed captioned in the movie, so it's in the script, don't squeeze the bread like that. <laughs> is a bad idea just everyone just go for it whatever it is go for it but go for it up to an 11 just crank off the knob yeah. 
Fever oh, pitch. I love it. Oh, um, oh my god, what a good find! <laughs> I love that it's closed captioned. That's how <laughs> like it's in the script. Oh. <laughs> like either somebody wrote it in the script they thought that was an important thing for somebody to say off screen or it was ad-libbed and kept in the movie like, at full volume <laughs> yeah it's like whose choice was it but like it doesn't matter anyway because it's no choice that is in this movie feels well thought out or like it was really a lot of a choice that's very funny no. Jesus. No, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, Kevin Klein seems to be under the impression that um cassette tapes are like time stamped and that he can just hand <laughs> right. he can hand off a tape to his now ex-wife and be like, play this, play this for Eddie, and then that Kevin Spacey's gonna hear it and be like, Oh shit, you got me. She <laughs> you couldn't have possibly recorded this prior to her death in the recording studio that you very much work at and we started right. the movie in. <laughs> it's good. Um, yeah, so. Or the recording studio in your house next yeah, door like, that we've seen yeah, in different he's scenes. He's got a bunch of recording studios. It is less logical that she wouldn't have recorded a track at this point after spending mm-hmm. all this time alone with this man who's not her husband singing with him always. Why wouldn't there be one piece of evidence no, no, it makes more sense that she's not dead and that someone was hired to be <clears throat> a body that gets killed later. So <laughs> he taps her phone because now he and Forrest Whitaker, and by he, I mean Kevin Klein, are firmly a team. He doesn't tap her phone. I believe that Forrest Whitaker bribes somebody from the phone company. Oh, that's what happens? Oh, because okay. they meet in a parking lot and there's like a handover oh, of some okay. special th- documents. Got it. That, yeah, because they are reviewing documents, and they're just going over where all the calls were made to, and one of them was made to Atlanta somewhere in Atlanta. Savannah. Savannah, yes. And that's yeah. where they go. Uh, here's the thing. Olivia Kamen is the name of Kevin Spacey's wife in this movie. Her name? No, her name is Kay. They call her Kay, she... but it's short for Olivia Kamen. Everyone knows that her name is Olivia No, 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 no. This is wrong. Sorry. I hate to correct you here, Michelle, to defend this stupid fucking movie. Her, the character's name is Kay Otis. Oh. Once she fakes her, once Kevin Spacey fakes her death and makes her leave the country, she starts going by Olivia Kay. Oh, thank God. I thought this movie was so stupid that it didn't even try to cover (laughs) its tracks there. Have her change her name. Yeah, okay. That's a little bit of a risk. I had to look at that a couple times. That's good. That's good. Uh, All right. But yeah, she she does wear a wig and she does change her name. She also continues to perform in public. She is not... Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's not laying low. Um, Also, like, three hours from where she was supposedly murdered savannah is not far away it's the same it's a casual drive from the scene of her insurance crowd fraud crime and her apparent faked murder um yeah so like it's real easy to track her down i i love so kevin klein tracks her down at her hotel and there's this old man sitting out in front uh (laughs) and he asks the old man where is she the old man says in a bar down the street yeah and kevin klein asks could you walk there from here? And the old man who's in a wheelchair, in a wheelchair. says, no, but you could. 
asshole. <laughs> but he does Which call him an like, asshole. Doesn't call him an asshole. And then that character also walks later in the movie. Oh my god, he does walk later in the movie. God damn it. You can see why I didn't think she changed her name. This movie <laughs> no, is the movie does not cover its tracks movie. well. Um, also, her bedroom's on the roof. <laughs> she lives in a standalone single-family house on the roof of a hotel that serves as a flop house. Yeah, so when Kevin Klein asks for her room number, not only is he able to easily get it for a 10 spot and by bribing the guy at the front desk, but it is its own room that exists on the roof. Like, you have to go up the elevator, exit the building, walk across the roof, and then there's this weird little furnished apartment that's... It's this movie doing some stuff. It's a stand. It's not even a front apartment. It's a standalone house. Yeah, like, yeah, like it's a little. It's home. got four outside walls. It's like a little home up there, existing up there. Um, and he sets the scene off right by immediately grabbing her by the throat, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, and then <clears throat> and then she just admits to the the plot doesn't yeah, really cover spills, her tracks she's just like well he told me it was happening and it's happening i was she spills them beans and then she gets a phone call and says forrest whitaker says he's downstairs and wants to talk to you alone uh, and kevin klein is not like why would that be yeah he's just like okay i gotta go down and talk to forrest whitaker alone so that's kevin klein's behavior yeah not give me the phone or that doesn't make sense or he's just also Rebecca Miller, he comes back and Rebecca Miller's been married by, uh, been married, been murdered with a bat, which means that, like, Kevin Spacey was there, obviously. Uh, Rebecca Miller heard her ex-husband, call, <laughs> who faked her death, call her, pretend to be a different person, and say, this is, say, you need to be alone. You need to send this other person away. Yeah. And she's like, okay, I don't recognize my <laughs> 10 year husband's voice yeah and in the time right. that it, it takes must be Forrest Whitaker. in the time that it takes yeah exactly so fucking stupid and the time that it takes kevin klein to take the elevator downstairs and then take it back upstairs which is generously 5 minutes but it's not mm-hmm. it's like 2 kevin spacey has clearly beaten her to death I imagine that to be loud and long because he was using a baseball bat and it wasn't just yeah. like one shot over the head. She's in a puddle she's, of blood, blood yeah, everywhere. She's beaten the fuck to bits. Here's the thing about Kevin Spacey in this movie. He picks the loudest ways to try to kill people <laughs> of all time. <laughs> it's true. He's a he's a bad murderer that gets away with it for a while. Oh, so uh, loud. Then also he's so he's like framed Kevin Klein for the second murder, yeah. and the police at some point show up at Kevin Spacey's house and is like Kevin Klein's fingerprints are all over that place. He killed her too, mm-hmm. and uh, you know there's just no way that Kevin Klein's fingerprints are on the bat. Like, yeah, I don't again. They were on the bat last time because they were playing softball before. That that the plot at least sort of made sense there. There's no way Kevin Klein's prints. Or on the bat. What's going... I mean, or, I know police are bad at their jobs. anywhere. And... I mean, I guess on the doorknob. But really, he just walks in and grabs her throat. Right. I I don't care if they're all over the apartment. There's no way they're on the fucking bat. No. Which, like, there's... Nothing... The police don't care about anything. No. No, no one cares about no. anything. 
Okay, so are... I just... I'm sorry, I'm not done here. So the police believe... Yeah. ...that his fingerprints are, like, on the door handle, on the wall, on the bed, and then he puts on gloves... <laughs> yeah. ...to beat Rebecca Miller to death with a bat. Uh-huh. And all the police are like, Checks sure, out here, no that, further questions. That checks out. That's how we do our job. Uh-huh. Uh, this movie. So then, at this so, point, is now Kevin Klein creeping around in a boat? He's creeping around in a little boat. A, <laughs> a little motorboat. A yep. teeny, like one of those little fishing boats around the side of Kevin Spacey's new home with... His compound. Yeah, it's essentially a compound. It's like a gated compound. And he's got his little boat, and he's just, just casing the place. He does, like, creep up. Does the rope thing happen yet? The rope thing happens... Later. Later. Okay, so he's just watching and waiting in the dark by some slimy rocks for a long time. Mm-hmm. He's doing... an appropriate place for him. He's doing that. And then... So then... Kevin Spacey is talking with Kevin Klein's ex-wife. So, and Kevin Klein's <clears throat> ex-wife has done some dry cleaning for him and got his, like, ticket stub from the flight... I think it's supposed to be a flight. That's not what flight ticket stubs have ever looked like, I think. Was, but whatever. Were there smoking and non-smoking seats at that point in time on a flight? I guess so, huh? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I guess you're right. Late 80s. Uh, um, yeah, so he's got his ticket stub. And she sees that he went to Savannah, not Atlanta, where he said. And Savannah was where the murder was. Yeah. And she learned that. It doesn't matter. Uh, and then, like, immediately Kevin Spacey knows that she knows. Yeah, she, she reads the ticket. She turns around, she opens the door, and then there's the weirdest shot that's not like, it's not like any other shot in the movie. Kevin Spacey's just like staring in like like a Hitchcockian moment. Like, like he's been standing at the door for hours. But also it holds on him for a while and I had to stop and be like, is it a freeze frame? Or is he standing incredibly still? Because I wouldn't put it past the movie to just be like, let's sort of try to cheat this into looking like he moved around. It's very still. And then the next scene, he's got her, like, tied up, face down on the bed, in the... No, just face down on the bed. She's just on the bed. So why... Because she's able to grab the bat later. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, she's not restrained in any way. She's just lying she's just face lying, down on a bed. lying on the bed, and he is narrating in a whisper voice what is going to happen... Oh my god, you haven't... And this, 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 the, I'm surprised you didn't talk about the shot. So the camera starts on, on her, her head. head lying face down. And, and it pans slowly across her body, then down to the floor, oh, yeah. then up, starting <laughs> at his feet, up to Kevin Spacey holding an Uzi. Oh my god. They're just, he's holding, like I said, preposterous choices, crazy choices. It's a long-ass shot. And then one of my favorite parts of this movie is he's narrating, like, to her, like, uh, your husband's going to be walking in the door. Like, what's his name? What is even Kevin Klein's name in this movie? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's Richard Parker. Richard. Richard's going to be walking in. And he's, like, explaining to her what's going on, <clears throat> but not explaining. Kevin Spacey says, I'm so good at predicting that I can read tomorrow's headline. Would you like to know what this headline is that he would like to read? Here's the headline. Yes, please. The headline. A man last night broke into the home of his ex-wife and killed her for the third and last time. And killed for the third and last time, arriving tragically too late 
Eddie Otis, the dead woman's friend, shot and killed him. The man, Richard Parker, was already wanted in connection with several other... Uh, he gets cut off. Bitch, Long that's headline. not what a headline is. That's <laughs> not what a headline is. Sloppy bad writing. It's so good. Uh, so, yeah, like... Well, he's cut off by Kevin Klein flying through a window <laughs> in slow motion. Lo- he looks like he was launched out of a slingshot. Out <laughs> of a fucking cannon. <laughs> like, yeah. his arms like are out evil. like this. And I feel like he lands on him. Like, he's already poised and crouching. Uh, And then they just kind of roll around and have, like, a middle-aged old man fight for a while. It's It's very satisfying. Just, like, weak strangles and little punches and rolling around. A lot of slaps. Yeah, just like, yeah, yeah, I'm the strong guy. No, I threw you down the stairs. Uh, And then there's just so much Uzi. Like... The Uzi is such a wild choice. It's He's just crazy. firing it willy-nilly. Oh my god, just so many bullets. The loudest fucking way you could have a showdown ever. I get that they're in a fairly isolated compound, but there are other humans in the state. Right. Oh, Also, by the way, uh, Kevin Spacey earlier says that he has like extensive security, so the police don't need to stay there. And as far as I can tell, the extensive security is the one doctor friend who helped him commit insurance fraud. Yeah. Kevin Klein just sneaks up behind and, like, quietly strangles. Yeah, he just pulls a rope on him, like, after climbing off of a slimy rock. It lasts about three seconds. Not a lot of struggle was put up there. It's just old no. men fighting other older men, like, slowly and quietly. His... His security system is a doctor. His security system is the only other friend he apparently has. This guy needs more people. Yes. Uh, so so Kevin Spacey's about to shoot Kevin Klein, And then sort of appropriately, this is like the one thing that almost the movie almost does right, yeah. is uh, Master Antonio hits Kevin Spacey in the head with a bat and kills him that way. Yeah. Uh, and then... We get the resolution over car radio where, like, Kevin Klein's been acquitted. He's back to work. Everything's great. And Kevin Klein goes to turn off the radio, and his fingernail is so long. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know why this is important to me, but his, like, index fingernail is like a Coke pinky. Like, oh, it's just, it, it's so that's long. It's really like, gross. <laughs> yeah. It's so gross. Like... Also, also weird choice is that when Kevin Spacey dies, the way he dies is he's laying backwards on the bed, like hanging off the bed, head down, like head on the floor, legs still up on the bed with his belly button out. (laughs) (laughs) His little hairy belly button is out. It's just not dignified. And it's a funny choice. Yeah, so the end of the movie is that everything's fine. Apparently, Kevin Klein is not in trouble for strangling a doctor. And they no. are now living in a new home far away from any neighbors in what appears to be the center of um, a giant prairie. Yeah, they're like, they're literally in the middle of Nebraska or something. As far as I can tell, they're not connected to electricity. I, yep. No, <laughs> like, this, <laughs> I can't tell either. <laughs> this, here's the thing. Nobody should watch this movie. No. It's Hor- it's horrible, it's disgusting, but it also slaps. I had it's so much so fun. It's <laughs> so fucking crazy. Like, the thing about it is the thing about it. Like, it's... If the thing that they made the entire plot about wasn't so 
depraved and horrible, the rest of the movie would be really fun. Yeah. Because it's just batshit decision after batshit decision. It's just that they made the title of the movie and, like, the linchpin moment in the movie the most disgusting thing. Mm -hmm. And it's... Totally, totally un like unforgivable. Every single actor this... signed up for this movie, and I don't, I couldn't find a lot of evidence of them saying anything about it later, and I can't imagine why they would. I don't think no. I would try to bury this too. The it was also directed by like a very real director. Mm -hmm. This guy also directed Sophie's Choice, yes. All the President's Men, yeah. The Pelican Brief. Like that's a that's a real director. I know this movie's insane. I mean, three what? different people who have won Oscars are in this movie. Like, yes, choices. The '80s are a different time, man. You could just do shit and really go for it. Yeah, I, I don't respect this movie, but I do kind of respect them for going for it the way that they did. Yeah, like they at no point either. No one had any negative input. Or every idea was the best idea, and it was just too much momentum to stop it, no matter what anyone said. I really just mm -hmm. don't feel like there were a lot of checks and balances here, though. I kind of don't think anyone no. was... I think everyone was on a fucking board. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, just so many things. Yeah, like, I cannot recommend this movie. This movie is just... Um, utterly reprehensible, but, like, fucking so interesting to watch yeah it'd be like an interesting uh double feature with shadow boxer it's like two movies <laughs> that are like so reprehensible in kind of similar ways yeah uh, uh that also include a lot of oscar winners oh my God. uh yeah we haven't even done a helen mirren week but we've already i know <laughs> there's, there's there's so many we already did forrest whitaker yep there's there's a lot of talent represented in these shitty things and like it's just there's a lot more gold to mine. There's more of them out there. So, the uh, the uh, the the plot keywords for this movie are like there's nothing that's surprising in it. I I feel like somebody really put in the work on the parents' guide though. Oh boy. Uh, Richard takes off all his clothes and makes love with a woman for only a few seconds, which is. Uh, <laughs> Eddie is Eddie is suggesting Richard to sleep with Kay. Eddie is suggesting Richard to sleep with Kay. <laughs> uh, uh, where's another? Uh, Eddie punches Richard in the abdomen while wrestling. Abdomen. Abdomen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Richard smashes the small TV in anger while composing for another jingle. <laughs> Like, some of these feel like some of these... exercises that you would get to learn English. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, or like, I don't know, some kind of like contemporary, like the title of a contemporary piece of art. A few characters drinking and going to the bar. Uh, what? Eddie's... Parents Guide? Eddie struggles to shoot Richard with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He doesn't struggle to shoot the rest of the house with a gun, though. Uh, listed under frightening and intense scenes, the police arrest Richard despite the fact he didn't kill the woman he thought was Kay. <laughs> so hard to figure it's that fucking... one out. <laughs> <laughs> so much stuff in that sentence. Who wrote this? God. <laughs> also, like, what's wild is 
I think people are supposed to read the parents' guide to understand if they should watch a movie with their kids oh, or yeah, not. Oh, yeah, this one's dropping this, you like, in, like, it's... you already know who the central characters are. Do you want to know what yeah. else happens with them? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got to hand it to this particular parents' guide. Normally, it's just, you know, panties and boobies, but this one's highly specific. Yeah, it's pretty... Uh, they're usually pretty dry. This one... This one's fun just because it's <laughs> written by an Eastern European uh, expat. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Boy. Uh, <laughs> if you were going to be a character in this movie. Oh, Jesus. Um, man. I would like to be... I was gonna say at least the daughter because she gets a piano, but then she's having to she has to live with these she people and for a really long yeah. time because she's pretty young, so that is not a wise choice. Oh wait, no, never mind. It's a it's not a no brainer. I pick guy with big tall hair. Oh, the skier. <laughs> yeah, I pick a guy who's not a character in the movie, but is featured at the beginning of the movie. Big tall hair. Uh. I think I gotta go with the guy that runs uh, the hotel because he has a miracle in the <laughs> middle of the movie. He definitely does. <laughs> I just, I mean, did the movie forget? Did a different person not show up for work and they were supposed to do that job and instead he had to do that job? Like, ah, eh, you gotta fill in. Steve's a no-show. Looks like you're walking now. He's wearing the same outfit. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, they just no. forgot. Like, there's no script guy on the set. God, this movie. This movie. Oh, it brought the heat. <laughs> it absolutely brought <laughs> the heat. Thanks, Kevin Klein. Thanks, bud. Well. Oh, I have one other thing I got to say. Yes. Uh, up until American Beauty. Yeah. Hollywood had Kevin Spacey pretty well pegged for who Kevin Spacey actually is. I was yeah, thinking about yeah. that while watching this movie. Like, after American Beauty, they kind of let him play good people. Mm-hmm. But up until that point, and they still played villains, right? But, like, up until that yeah. point, he was, he was like, the worst always. Just some disgusting, scum-of-the-earth cretin, which, as it turns out... Yeah, no surprise there. ...is his real type. Uh, and, like, applause to the casting directors who really knew... They they knew scum when they saw it. Something was going on. Yeah, because I was thinking about that while I was watching this. Like, even when I've seen Kevin Klein play, like, he's never, like, a bad person in movies, but, like, an asshole, he's still somehow very charming and, like, charismatic mm-hmm. on screen. Kevin Spacey trying his absolute best to be, I don't know, like, charming and docile still has these cold, dead shark eyes. And there's no denying that that person is exactly what they are yeah good call casting directors i mean this movie though this movie is this movie lets you know yeah also costume design for dying oh makeup and hair oh 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 right i wrote something down i want to talk about the waists move up (laughs) over the course of this movie like in the beginning of the movie they're all wearing pants at their regular waist and by the end of the movie they're wearing their pants as turtlenecks (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, there's some tall legs in this movie, eh? There's some big old crunches. Crunches. <laughs> I mean, like, really, like, it, the the waist reach boob level. Yeah. Which is, and if that was the case the entire movie, I would think, well, maybe that was the style then. But it's not. It emerges. Oh, my God. What the fuck? That's how you show a character arc. You show the mm-hmm. pants get bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Just taller. <laughs> yeah, pants get tall. Because at one point, there's a moment when Kevin... <laughs> do you know what you're talking about now? Kevin Spacey is on a bicycle, and he's wearing pants and, like, a little white mm-hmm. t-shirt. And his torso is down to a nub. Like, there's <laughs> nothing there. <laughs> he's trying to convince Kevin Klein that he, they should have a wife swap. And, like, at that point, he's rocking, like... Like, 12 inches of torso tops. Absolute tops. Oh, no. Like, it gets even worse. Because at the end, he's wearing, uh, like, a, you know, a, a blazer. Yeah. And these, like, hammer parachute pants. <laughs> and the pants are, like, at his top blazer button. <laughs> like, they didn't wear pants like that in the 40s. What are you doing? <laughs> Were they just, like, yeah, gangster vibe? Because he's got a fucking Uzi. And he's got big, mm-hmm. tall pants. This movie doesn't know what the hell is going on, but I can't. I just, just lapping it no, up. It's a whirlwind. Lapping it up. Every single thing except the thing that it's about is wonderful. <laughs> right. <laughs> every other choice except the central plot choice and the title. Every other choice is wonderful. <laughs> right. Rotten core, but the stuff yeah. that comes out of the core, still yeah. rotten, but fascinating. Yeah, very interesting, interesting <sighs> things to sample and look at. Yeah. What a specimen this movie is. <laughs> don't watch this movie, but maybe watch <laughs> yeah, this movie. I can't, I can't advise you to do it, but if you do it, tell me how you experienced mm-hmm. it. Just, just shoot me a little message. Let me know how your day was. Huh. Yeah, man. Well. Yeah, man. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Uh, well, until next time. Uh, I'll be Henry. Michelle. We experiment and fast forward into the future of acting. <laughs>